I'm Kevin Davis, and this is the Catholic Family Podcast. I'm happy to be joined by my dad today. Kind of a really an ad-libbed podcast, not really planned at all. We don't really have, we didn't take notes, but there's something that happened last night, U.S. time, um, that I think, and, and I think dad would agree with me, is is kind of world-changing, at least in, in a way. It, it's it's change. It's going to change a lot of things in the U.S., I think, at least with how the media is portrayed. It was a really big win, I think, for whatever you want to call it, freedom of speech for the good guys. And I know all the black pilled people out there don't don't buy it. I don't honestly care. I'm not talking to them. Um, anyway, that conversation being the, the, the interview done by Tucker Carlson with Vladimir Putin. Um, I think as we talk about this, you're all going to find out that it's not like we are fans of Putin or anything uh, in, for many things. Um, my takeaways from it, we're definitely not necessarily that he's this good guy. He definitely thinks he is. Um, but there was a lot to be taken. And I think dad, for me, the things I took away from it were that first of all, he is a really sharp guy, really sharp. And yeah, he, he made Tucker Carlson look kind of foolish. I think in many ways, we talked about that a little bit before the show that Tucker's a really sharp guy and Putin just kind of put him in the dust a couple of times. It's just kind of like, yeah. Hey, Hey child, you know, this this (laughs) is my, this is my conversation here. I mean, almost literally, he was almost like, are you going to have a conversation or are you going to, are we going to play around here? Something to that that effect. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and it's like, Oh boy. Okay. Putin is not messing around. And you see, he's a very sharp guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He knows a lot. I mean, what really impressed me, dad, he he knows about his country, which is first of all impressive, but I was impressed. My, My favorite part of the interview was at the end when they start going into economics and mm-hmm. how he's just so baffled by how the U.S. is handling things. And he's just like, he's right. like, what are they thinking? It's like, you're shutting down trade with some of the biggest countries in the world. He's like, they do it because they think it's going to kill us. But in the end, it actually ends up killing them, you know, their own right. economy. And it's that's fascinating. So I definitely, to me, that was actually the most interesting part. Because right. the, the, interestingly enough, the Ukraine part, I actually already knew most of it. We, we actually did a podcast a year and a half ago with Matt. And Alexander here on the podcast, I'll, I'll try mm-hmm. to remember att- to attach that link. And we talked about all this stuff, Donbass, Crimea, and it's all stuff that's pretty public knowledge. So that was all right. kind of old, old news. But but I, I, what did you take from the from the interview as a whole then? Well, just from a, a 30,000 foot view first, I, I think I came in kind of expecting a, a little bit of, of uh, TikTok type type trash talking and, and that maybe Putin would come out and, and talk about the degeneracy in, in Ukraine and, and how basically Ukraine is just a, a big, a big money laundering operation for the United States. And he was going to drop a whole bunch of bombs on, you know, just, just public relation bombs on, and, and really um, I, I was surprised. I think I was maybe pleasantly surprised that, that um, but Putin just didn't go there. He, he kept things at a much higher level than that. And, and so um, first, I think stylistically, um, I, I agree that that um, I thought that Tucker Carlson, I mean, I like Tucker Carlson, um, but, but I, I think that he was not up for the particular moment. I don't know whether he was he was just had too many thoughts going on in his head or maybe his being kind of this alpha male. He wanted to kind of dictate the conversation or, or, or guide the interview. But but um, Putin, obviously, if you watch it, he, he knew exactly what ground he wanted to cover. He knew exactly what he wanted to say. And he was going to do that no matter what Tucker did. And, and so Tucker did, did it, ended up looking kind of childish as, as he 
cut him off and he tried to change the subject. He said, Hey, how is this relevant? All this kind of stuff. And, and really, I, I tried to kind of ambush what, what was a, a really statesmanlike um, conversation for, for two hours. So that, that was kind of my first takeaway just on a, you know, without even getting into the substance yet, that was kind of just a stylistic um, overview of where I thought it went. Well, it's interesting because I, I think I get what Tucker was trying to do. I think, first of all, mm -hmm. he, he, he didn't want to come back to the U.S. He wants to be let back in the U.S. And, and I think oh, he, right, right. he he wanted to make sure that he didn't come off as just being a partisan, um, mm -hmm. you know, hack. Which which I think I get. I, I think he wanted to he wanted to be a bit rough with Putin, and I, right. I totally understand why. I, I think again, he doesn't want to come off as being his buddy because, well, you know, he's not first of all, and also he'd get actually massacred for it if he was mm -hmm. too buddy buddy. But it was just to me, it was just fascinating that. As you saw, Tucker just came out trying to kind of strong arm him, and Putin's just like, dude, just <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, is this a, game, little is a reality yeah, they, show, yeah, or do you yeah, want yeah, to buzz off, yeah. buzz off, little fly? Uh, it just it was yeah. amazing. I mean, it just showed you that, whew, boy, Putin is not someone I would want to mess around with. And Dad, you right. you mentioned before the show how amazing it is that on the same day as you watch this Putin interview, see a sharp guy on the same day. Biden is uh what, what exactly happened again? He, he's pretty much oh my he's, stars. He's, he is now officially officially not capable of leading the country. Right. The the Department of Justice. If you didn't see this story, the Department of Justice came out. They, they did a they did a um uh, investigation into his having had um uh, classified documents in, in his house and his car and, and and all this kind of stuff. And basically, the DOJ came out and said, yes, it happened. Yes, it's a felony. Yes, you know, he, he should stand trial for it. Yes, he should pay the price for it. Um, but he's actually, he's mentally, he couldn't even remember when he was vice president. You know, now, granted, there's some gamesmanship going on with that because what happened, Hillary Clinton did the exact same thing. She got called on her, her I think it was the missing emails or whatever it was. And and basically, the, these these jokers, they, they stand before trial and they just can't remember anything. Right. Yeah, that's, right, that's their, right. that's their defense. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't. And, and their lawyers will tell them just don't remember anything. And so, yeah, they, I'm sure what happened was they sat down and did an investigation of Biden and then they asked him, so, so what year was, was, uh, you know, your, your son Bo killed or what, what year did he die? I, I don't remember, you know, what year were you vice president? I don't remember. And it was just this, this reflex action, but, but basically what ended up happening is you, you had, um, it was just an incredibly bad look because Biden called a press conference last night to basically said, no, they called me mentally incompetent. I'm mentally competent. I can remember. I have a great yeah. memory. And so, well, then you're guilty. Right? Then you're going to prison. Buddy. So you're going yeah. to prison. Yeah. Because you, you committed a felony and there yeah. multiple felonies. And, and so, but on that same day that you had that and be, a total complete clown show in America with American politics. Now on the other side of it, you had Putin and Russia who went on for two hours talking about ninth century history yeah. and, you know, geopolitics and, and the history of, the Ukrainian battle and and um, on and on and on and just and just looked incredibly sharp. I mean, and, and incredibly statesmanlike. You you know what blew me away, Dad, is that it, it just imagine this that Putin kept saying over and over in the conversation. He's like, "Hey, go ask." You know, I, I'm not going to talk about these things that are you know as a private conversation. You know, I'm just not going to say. You know, to a certain point. And the crazy thing was, I was thinking the whole time, like, you know what's insane is that Tucker Carlson has a better chance of interviewing Vladimir Putin, who's practically at war with the U.S., right. than he does interviewing Joe Biden yeah. or or, yeah. or Hillary Clinton or, or whoever. Right. I mean, 
I mean, how insane is that? And, and, and how crazy is it that, you know, this entire thing, you know, oh, Tucker should be kicked out of the U.S. or he should be a criminal now. He literally just had a conversation. Right. And how crazy is that, that the media is so scared? They're so scared mm-hmm. of us just hearing from Vladimir Putin. And, and again, I don't, I didn't leave the conversation any more of a fan of Vladimir. I really didn't. Right. I mean, you, you could tell he is a guy who is in control of what he wants. Right. He, he is a, you know, he, he, I think kind of hero worships himself. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like some of the things he does for his country and I don't mm-hmm. like some of the things he does for his country, I, but I didn't leave, but, but again, it's just incredible that they just don't want us to hear that they, they don't, right. they, they want to control every narrative. And I hope, to me, that that's my white pill of this entire thing. The whole thing is that this is amazing that it was able to happen. That Tucker right. could have this conversation, and the media is panicking because now they know they're done, Dad. They're yeah. they're done. If if you get any, so you get Tucker, let's say Joe Rogan, whoever else, whoever these t- people who are actually trustworthy um, journalists, and now they can just go and publish these things on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's People are actually going to hear the actual story. It's incredible. Yeah, it's breaking down a lot of walls. I mean, back when back when it was Barbara Walters that that was going down to uh, Cuba to um to interview Fidel Castro, they didn't care. They they were great right. with that, you know. Or or it was um somebody I forget who it was in, in America who went and interviewed Saddam Hussein. They're fine with that. The problem is not the fact that Tucker was going to. Um, out to interview Putin. The problem was that Putin's point of view was going to get across to the American people. That's right. the problem. Okay, right. because the the left has completely controlled that narrative, and they tried to turn him into this monster. They've tried to turn him into a crazy man, and and it, I think that that was the, Putin's objective last night was to say, no, I'm not a crazy man. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm I'm a statesman. Um, and and I, I can show you how in, intelligent I am, and, and not only that, but I think he he really he really put a challenge, and I think you're right. It's going to be Joe Rogan. It's going to be I don't know Tim Pool, or it's going to be um, uh, the guy that I can't remember the guy who's in the press conferences um, every day who who asks all the good questions. But Do, um, I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Peter Ducey. Okay. Peter Ducey. Ducey. Yeah. Ducey. Yeah, that that it's going to be one of these guys who's going to take up this this mantle, and basically Putin's. I mean, what he's saying is, I've been trying to achieve peace with America for a generation. I mean, for twenty five years now, and, nice. and you know, obviously, and, and it's America that always slaps my hand away, and and um and breaks and breaks their their treaties, and and um you know convinces us to pull out of Kiev. And then goes and and um, you know reneges on 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 their agreements, and so that I to me was really the the the, the basis of this thing was was Putin saying that uh, hey we've done our part for peace we want peace okay they even so much as want Ukraine to be an independent country he's right. not trying to take over Ukraine he wants to, Ukraine to be independent he's just trying to purge he called it the neo Nazism. But I think that that what he's really talking about is is the deep degeneracy. The you know the the you got bio labs there. You've got all kinds of just awful, horrible stuff, um, money laundering for the American you know oligarchs and and all that kind of stuff. That that's what they're trying to um, to get rid of in, in Ukraine. Yeah. No. No. I I I agree. I think that the I I still think you know my opinions of him 
going into Ukraine. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that whole spiel of just trying to get rid of the Nazis and stuff, to me, that seemed a little a little far-fetched. I, I mean, I, I still think that he is out for a land grab. I, I think he does want parts of Ukraine. And, and I think that that's part of why he explained the whole first 30 minutes of the history of it, because he is one. Right. He wants everyone to know, hey, Ukraine is Russia. You know, that's been Russia for right. a thousand years. And so it belongs to me. And, and I think that was right. that was also his point. So it's kind of like, you know, he's that he's like, oh, but I just want to get rid of the, the neo-Nazis. Nah, right. No, come on. You know, yeah. I, I think I think he's he is also. I, yeah, but I but I do think that. Uh, you know, as as Tucker asked him, I think partway through, he's like, "Okay, why why now? You know, why did you why did you wait this long? You know, 2014 was the coup. Why did why did it happen now?" And yeah, yeah, I I think that it seems like it was just like they just went a, a step too far. Maybe it was with Zelensky, and it was just like, "Okay, fine. You know what? Enough. You know that then yeah. then we're going to have a problem, and I'm going to you know invade you, and 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 I'm going to put my foot on the neck of of the U.S. and of of the um." Um, NATO and just say, yeah. okay, come to the table. And yeah. the crazy thing, I mean, that's one of the craziest things, right? That, that, I mean, they, they did that what, two years ago now. And Boris Johnson under the command of Biden came and just said, nope, no peace. Well, and, yeah. and how crazy was that too? When he said the story of Bill Clinton, so mm -hmm. Clinton, you know, comes to him and says, yeah, yeah you know, I, I think it sounds good. You can be part of NATO and then goes and talks to the deep state and yeah. well, the next day, nope, sorry. And that's a, that was an eye-opening thing to me too. So the economic part, and then the the fact that that Putin's saying, "Hey, you know, several presidents actually were fine with it personally. You know, it was right. actually their controllers, the deep state. So it's the CIA, whatever you want to call right. it. They're the ones calling the shots. They're the ones who don't want peace. Right, right. That's and, what and we got to understand. Yeah, exactly. And and so that was one of the things that I thought Putin pretty brilliantly called out: is your your presidents are not running things. You may right. think they are, but they're not. And and he really, I, I, I was a little bit surprised. I thought he would speak well of um, of Trump. But um, I think Trump only came up once or twice, yeah. just kind of in passing in the whole conversation. And um, he kind of lumped them under the rest of them that, that um, um, he, he was kind of under the command of the deep state or, or whatever. But um, yeah, the, the to the extent that um, the CIA got um, exposed here as being kind of the, the center of all things. It, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see the the blowback um, and, and how this, because it, obviously, I mean, I was watching the reaction to things last night and, and there's not a lot of reaction yet. And, and, and I think, I think it's going to take some time because it was such a high level discussion mm -hmm. and it was such a intellectual discussion. I think yeah. it's going to take a little bit of time to digest it. Yeah. And and then you know it's going to be interesting to see what the impacts are on Kareem Jean Pierre, you know, on the CIA, on on you know what's Vivek Ramaswamy going to say about this, and what's what's is Trump going to change his his um, you know elevator pitch and, and all that. So I mean, I think it is going to have some long lasting effects, um, but it's going to take some time for I think it for all to play out. Well, I thought it was interesting too how at one point Putin said that that even the U.S. doesn't consider Russia the big enemy; they actually consider China, and that's right. another that's another interesting point that it's like, well, that seems to be that that makes sense. Yeah. But then there's obviously a reason then why the media, the establishment, it just has to make it so that Russia is seemingly the big bad guy, and and that's 
again, I think that's an interesting thing. So I think they're just trying to draw our attention away from China, maybe. Or I, 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 I think Putin couldn't really answer that either. He's just kind of like, you know, I think, first of yeah. all, they don't want us part of NATO because we're too big or too powerful. But mm-hmm. why is it that they're the boogeyman? It's going to like, um, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think with, with China, on the one hand, I mean, China is slowly supplanting us as the world reserve as the largest economy in the world, as the call, as the caller of shots, right around the world economically, and they're very strong. They, you know, China is starting to increase their their presence in Africa and Europe, and, and pretty much all over the world at this point. And America, the petrodollar, is, is slowly dying, and and so really, our our big enemy in that sense is China. But I think that they have, I mean, th- their way of, of taking us over militarily is basically to infiltrate our government and and to to you know make our our top leaders um more more or less beholden to them or or to to you know blackmail them or or whatever and and you look at a lot of our politicians have these crazy deep ties to china and they've been bought off by china and biden's one of them and um so yeah we don't attack china because basically They've corrupted us, you know, and, and they, they've they've silenced our our politicians. And and I think that it's almost to me, it's almost like this. You've got this war machine, right? The military industrial complex out there that you hear talk about. I guess this goes back to the days of Eisenhower um, identifying this. And you got people like I hate to say Nikki Haley and Boeing who, who make tons and tons and tons of money off of of uh, war. And we don't want to go to a military war with China because we have financial interests that are too deep. And, and because, you know, of course, they own our politicians, like I said. So I think we got to have that that boogeyman that we can we can just make munitions for and send off overseas and blow things up and and, you know, keep a perpetual war. Because if we ever got away from this war state, then, you know, this military industrial complex was extremely extravagantly powerful they would die in the vine and so they need to have perpetual war whether it's in the middle east or whether it was you know iraq for a while um and, and i think russia is just a, a i think it's almost left over from the cold war they're they're just a they're they're an easy target that way and i think that you you see putin it's kind of like what you know yeah. i'm just trying to make russia great i i'm i'm all about russia i'm not i'm not out trying to take over Poland, or I'm not trying to take over United States or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that this was a narrative buster last night in, in that sense. And it's going to be really, really interesting. I, I saw something not too long. I think this is a Tim Pool thing talking about um, the youth vote, the youth vote. And the youth are most especially anti war. Youth are always anti war. Why are youth anti war? Because they have to fight it, you know? <laughs> Of course, you don't, don't want a war. And so I, I think that um, it's one of the things that you're going to see with the upcoming election is that um, it's, you know, Nikki Haley's not going to admit that she's pro-war and Joe Biden's not going to admit that he's pro-war. But I mean, their, their fruits are extremely obvious that they're pro-war and they're pro-military industrial complex. And then, you know, you'll have Trump on the other side, who I think has a demonstrated four years of having gotten us out of war and having peace break out. And, and so, um, so guess what you've got now internally is you're going to have the military industrial complex, which ex- is extravagantly powerful. They're going to be going after Trump to make sure he doesn't get in. So they can get one of their people in. And I think that's really kind of the, one of the key dynamics that's going to be playing out this year. 
Well, and, and as as we see, they're they're trying everything they can. They've got it in the courts. They're trying to send him to prison. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're throwing out all the pitches. I mean, that that's no question. And hopefully, that's as far as they go. I mean, as 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 I think we know, or as I firmly believe, and I think Robert Kennedy Jr. also, I think recently admitted that the CIA murdered his uncle John F. Kennedy. I yeah. mean, yeah. or the the deep state. You know, so so if if you do push the wrong buttons and try to keep a country out of war, the the U.S. out of war when they really want to go. You might just have your head blown off, and that—that that is, yeah. tr- and I'm sure that's something that Trump is extremely aware of. But yeah. but I think again, that's what's so important about like these conversations with Putin, is that I I think that it's if it, it, I just saw almost six million people have seen it. I'm sure it's going to end up being thirty million. It's going to be hugely hugely viewed, yeah. and I think that you know that's going people are going to start to realize, maybe not realize, they're going to start to consider maybe America is the baddie maybe you know, or, we're the bad or, guy. Or, or maybe at least yeah. we're not the good guys. You know, you know, I mean, yeah. cause I think, I think if you watch this, the show with Putin again, I don't come off thinking that Russia's the good guys, but right. it did make me, there are just some things where he's like, why are they doing this economically? Yeah. Why are right. they, why do they want war? What, what is the problem? And, and, and he goes, you know, they, at the end, they talk about AI and they talk about some of these other things briefly, but, but he kind of says, yeah, you know, we're coming into a different world. We're coming into a, mm-hmm a changing time and we need to understand that and stop fighting each other over these right. things that, that shouldn't, there shouldn't be a fight. There's, they shouldn't matter. And any person out there has to, I, I don't care if you hate Putin. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least take what he says there and say, huh? Yeah. Okay. Why? And, and well, I mean, yeah. it made me like today I, I listened to it. So I didn't get to watch it. I listened to it, but, but it made me consider too, when they're talking about, you know, the orthodoxy of Russia and, the, yeah. the traditionalism of Russia, that made me wonder too. I think that might be part of why America, quote unquote, you know, the 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 baddies of America hate Russia. I, I think they mm-hmm. hate Russia because Russia actually does hold on to some of these traditionalist values. I, I had a student, I used to teach English back, I don't know, five years ago, um, and she was a Russian gal. And really interesting, I, I asked her at the time, this was about the time when Putin was getting back into being the big baddie. Right. And I, was, I just asked her, I was like, so, so, you know, what do you think of Putin? And she's like, Russians love Putin, you know, because yeah, yeah. Putin loves us. And, and I asked her, I just, we talked quite a bit about Russia. And she said, I, one thing I really remember her saying was that she was like, Russian, Russian men are, are strong and handsome and the women are beautiful. And it was right. just, but it was an interesting thing because it was like, there is, there's just a more natural way. Apparently they, they dress more naturally that you don't have mm-hmm. this crazy transgenderism. You don't have this weird women with short haircuts. There's just this traditionalist mindset right. and more Orthodox, more Christian. It's, I understand it's not Catholic. That's its own problem, obviously. But I think, I think the deep state hates that. I think they yeah. hate it. I think they would much rather your communist, godless Chinese than your Orthodox Russians. Right. Right. Well, here, here's a, here's a fascinating story for you <clears throat> and uh you know it, at one time i think it was it was kind of confidential but i think it's it's out there enough that, that we can share it so the um the, R- the russian church um it, it, they they have their catholic encyclopedia and for them it's a it's a different thing than than our traditional catholic encyclopedia it's it's, it's gold entrusted it's it, it's i mean it's basically held up as this major work of art okay getting back to the, the where they were you know they were atheists and they they kind of worshiped intellect and, and so they take their catholic encyclopedia very 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 seriously 
<clears throat> one of the leaders in terms of putting together the Catholic Encyclopedia is a father, Alexander Krisoff, who's with the CMRI. And um, um, so he's he's a voice in that. I don't think he, he actually runs it, but he's a voice in terms of putting things together. So he would, they were going through and they were trying to come up with new entry. This is about five years ago. And they were, what they do is they go through the alphabet and, and add new entries every year. And they're up to a P, the letter P. And they wanted to do um, a, a piece on St. Philip Neri. And um, so they, they have, Alex, Father Chrisoff, um actually contacted your, your brother, or Father Philip, who took his name from Father Neri, Philip, uh, or Philip Neri, and um, who, who knew um, a lot about the spirituality of, of, of you know, um, St. Philip Neri. And so they, together, they wrote a piece for the Catholic Encyclopedia and um, on, on the history of St. Philip Neri. And then Father Philip wrote on the spirituality of uh, Father uh, St. Philip Neri. And they had, they had finished their piece and they, I think they actually got it published in, in the encyclopedia there. And Putin was going to take the copy and give it to, um, Pope Francis, right? Francis. And, and, um, um, father, um, you know, father Chris, said, well, you know, we don't recognize him as, as Pope and, and, and all that. And it, it, during that time though, um, this was about five or six years ago there, but when I think it was within a couple of months of when they were going to present it to the Vatican, <clears throat> they, um, Putin had a falling out with the, um, with Rome. And I think ever since then has had a falling out with Rome. And so, one of the reasons I think, and you can put this all together and you say, okay, deep state, Francis, Rome, um, you know, our, our, our globalists, the Klaus Schwab, you put all this together as a package. And I think part of the war that they're having with Putin is because Putin doesn't want to play along. He, he does not want to be a part of that globalist structure. He just wants to be left alone. He just wants to be in charge of, of Russia. And so I think that that falling out was probably part of a bigger picture, which is that it's globalists versus Putin. And he's just kind of, it's almost David versus Goliath, but he's had, and I think we've been trying to entice him into a war for at least since Obama. I'm not sure how far back, but for quite some time. And he just doesn't do it. He, he just, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll play defensive and he has had the interaction of the stuff in, in Ukraine. But I think for the most part, he's he's not going to take that bait and he's not going to get into a, a war with us. He's going to watch us die on the vine. And so I think that that was one of the most fascinating things to me that he said last night is basically, like you said, the world is changing and is changing away from this globalist structure and into a more naturalist or nationalistic cultural based society where we're all kind of separate. But and we, we will have our conflicts and we won't always get along, but we'll be able to kind of huddle together according to our our cultures and be a better world for it. And for me, I mean, that's that's like make Russia great again, make America great again. And, and, I, and I know it resonates with me as an anti-globalist that as much as, you know, I, yeah, I agree. Putin isn't perfect, but I think that his basic message in terms of very high level big picture where is the world going i think he's he's really got it 
Well, and, and I, it's just so interesting too. When you, again, you look at it economically that I think he was saying that the U S used to be 30% of their trade or something. I think it was like 30 and I think it went down to 3%. I, I think it was something like that. And, and that's pretty incredible. I, and, but he's like, he's like, yeah, but well, look at Russia right now. They, they were the top economy in Europe and number five in the world, even though they had these sanctions from the U.S. That, so their their percentage of what they're buying from the U.S. or exporting, importing is is drastic. It's 10 times less. And it didn't matter. I, they just found another way. And that's that was so interesting to me that he he's saying, yeah, you know, we all need to kind of be on our own and nationalistic and, and have our own cultures and be fine with that. But we should all be trading with each other this is ridiculous it's like this is yeah. he doesn't understand he's like this doesn't make any sense that we we can just help each other out we can help prosper we can help ha just literally have a better world if we just work together rather than and i think i think that's another point that i got from him he didn't say it but the point that that america is the world police you know the yeah. america america is one who determines who who gets sanctions on their trades and not it's like yeah. Based on what? Okay, okay. I guess because we're the we used to be the world superpower, but it's like you really start to think about that. And it's like, what on earth does the U.S. have to say even about NATO anymore? I, I mean, right. what is, they don't? I mean, they don't have anything to do with Germany or Ukraine yeah. or Georgia or I mean, it's it's an absolute absurdity. And I think it's another thing again that I think Americans, and I don't mean this as a black pill. Anyone who knows me knows that, but I think we really need to sit and think. Okay, <laughs> have, have we been the good guys? I mean. Yeah. And I think but I think in a good way, if we think about that, that's how we, we come to the conclusion that no, for sure not. Look at the thing that CIA yeah. has started wars in countless countries for the last 70 years mm -hmm. and purposely trying to overthrow governments so that we are strengthened, etc. And I think if we understand that, hopefully that makes us appreciate, OK, how do we change this? What what do we change? And I, I truly, again, think I think this this interview by Tucker, even though he didn't do it the best job, the idea just that he did it. That's mm -hmm. a huge step because yeah. now the, the 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 legacy media is toast. They're right. toast, and yeah. they, they were already they were already burning, you know, boiling slowly. But how it, does the done. legacy how does legacy media at this point continue the uh, the the war drums against Russia as as we're fighting a defensive war for the sake of <laughs> Ukraine? I mean, we knew it was, I mean, we suspected it was crazy, but now that we've seen Putin in his own words, we know it's absolutely crazy. It's not a defensive war. We're out there trying to nation build. We're trying to bring down Putin because he wants to do his own thing. He doesn't want to play with the rest, you know, with the, with the globalists. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that they, to the extent that they've lost their moral authority, I'm, I'm actually going to be curious to kind of see. How does Ukraine? I can tell you this, Kevin. I don't know if you've paid attention to this at all, but but um, the Senate the Senate just passed a border bill, right? Oh, the border they bill. Pass, quote, unquote. They passed it. The Senate passed it by, by a big. It had nothing to do with the border, you know. And, and um, but it was all about aid to Ukraine and aid to, to Israel and, and all this stuff. And and the House, Mike Johnson, God bless him, it said we're not even going to take it up. We're we're not even going to we're not even going to you know discuss it. It's it's nonsense. So now you basically have a block. You've got Biden willing to finance Ukraine. You've got the Senate ready, willing to do it, but now the House isn't. So where is Ukraine going to get their money from? And, and and what are they? You know what do they what do they do with it when they get it? But um, now that I think that that spigot is being turned off, and we're seeing for what it is. I mean, how 
how does the the system how does the the beast the the uh, the, the mainstream media and, and this military industrial how do they keep this war going you know i don't think or do they just move off to some, well let's move on to iran now you yeah. know we'll move on to israel yeah. now we'll just find somebody else to 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 kick in the you know kick dirt in their face and bomb them and um, um you know keep the war machine going and and uh, you know god help us for for having having done that i mean i I, hmm. I i love america i love my country and i think you know in some ways we've been one of the greatest countries on earth but but god help us for these acts of of you know trying to undermine the sovereignty of other countries for the sake of profit for the sake of money it's just it's unconscionable no no you're, you're absolutely right and i think that that's as you say, at least you see in, in Congress that some things are starting to change. And, and I mean, yeah. the fact that it passed Senate is just, I mean, it really is. It's its its the craziest bill. I, I listened to, I think it was Tim Poole. I, I watched a show about it. And it's, it's wild. I mean, it's really, mm-hmm. they say it, it's called a border thing. And, and I think, what, a fifth of the money goes to the border. And uh, I know like two thirds of it, I think, was going to Ukraine. And just like, how dishonest? I mean, just how did, I mean, I mean, really, Dad, I mean, these, every single politician who voted for this should be gone. I yeah. mean, and not just, they should probably be put in prison, but they should definitely be, be gone. I mean, that, that's so insane. I mean, it just, and I think, I think we, we've, we've jumped to the shark, you know, it, we, yeah. it's so crazy now everything it's, it's so crazy. That I think people almost can't really believe it. That it's kind of like, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to even understand where to go with it. It's just like, well, it, it is, it's all, everything's a lie. Everything's nonsense. And I think you're totally right. I mean, unless Trump gets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever, I mean, if it's Nikki Haley, if it's, you know, Biden, which probably isn't even possible, so I don't know who, yeah. who their secondary is, but whoever Michelle it is, Obama. Michelle Obama, whoever, I think you're totally right. I think that Russia is just going to fade in. You're no one's, it's like COVID. No one's going to talk about it. You're going to, it's going to go right. like this. They're going to bomb Iran. They're going to go officially to war with Iran, and you will never hear of Ukraine ever again, right. ever. It will be yep. gone. Yeah. And, and, and no one will ever mention it. It'll just cease to exist. And the Ukrainians, these poor Ukrainians who've had to deal with it, with the U.S. forcing this war, mm-hmm. they're the ones who pay for it. I work with Ukrainian ladies, you know, and they have suffered from it. And it's going to be gone. And we all know it. Like, again, exactly like COVID. And I think that's, that's what, I mean, that's part of the reason why I really hope Trump gets in, because at least we can confidently say, because of his track record, mm-hmm. that he's going to say, enough of this nonsense. Out. Right gone right. we're done and i hope i hope he takes a step farther and says nato bye we're done yeah NATO we're defunding you yeah i'd say stepping out i'd say u.s is yep. no longer being why right. what's the yep. nato the entire point of nato was to to you know this post-world war issue but but i mean they what have they done now they're just a bunch of bullies who, right. who try to put the pull their weight across the world it, it's an absolute sham it's a total ridiculous and the amount of money that it must go into i, I can't even can't even fathom it. But I, I hope he just says, nope, we're gone. We're done with Europe. We're done in the Middle East. You guys figure it out yourselves. And right. if you're going to kill each other, then you're going to kill each other. And you know what? Yeah. That's sad. It's tragic. It's not America's problem. And, and I certainly right. hope, and I, I live in Germany. I mm-hmm. certainly hope that Germany and the U.S., that, you know, that they can be friendly. They can trade. Mm-hmm. I hope the U.S. says that their military bases should be gone. That, I mean, they... This shouldn't exist anymore. Why are right. we, why are the U.S., why are we the, the European armed forces? Right. Well, and, and I think that people are, are understanding it better and better. We sent our troops overseas. We protected, we played policemen because what we're protecting 
was the settlement of oil transaction in dollars, the petrodollar. Right. And, and as long as we could do that, then we had basically infinite need, infinite demand for dollars. We could print infinite numbers of dollars here. We could live high in the hog. We could live beyond our means and, and, and basically be the wealthiest country on earth because everybody else had to hold our dollars in order to be able to, to you know, settle oil transactions. And now, you know, Putin said that's that's dying now. We're we're settling in yuan. I think they're heading towards you know gold. At some point, it may even be Bitcoin that that settles oil transactions. And and so now, slowly, the um the, the rest of the world is starting to dump their dollars. And that's one of the reasons that we're seeing uh, inflation here is because once they dump their dollars, they they have to go somewhere. They end up coming back here. And it raises the price of everything. So right. I think it's going to be ironic that on the one hand, if Trump gets in and starts to remove us from that world stage that way, you're going to see all these dollars kind of come back and create inflation. However, on the other side, I think what Trump's going to do is he's going to slash government. And perhaps more importantly, he's going to drill for oil. I mean, he's already said this. He's right. going to drill for oil. He's going to drive the price of oil down. And mm -hmm. so I think that even though we'll have massive inflation from dollars coming back to us, it'll be offset by the fact that we're going to have our own oil again. We're going to be energy independent and perhaps even energy plus energy. You know, we can start selling oil overseas and start to reduce our debt and and then, you know, slash sites government. So um, I think that, yeah, it's going to be a fast even if Trump gets in. It's going to be a fascinating couple of years as we transition off the world stage. And, right. and I think what's really interesting to me, and, and your mom and I talked about this last night as we were watching Putin. Okay, so America gets off the world stage. What replaces us? Well, I think there's only two options. Either number one is China or number two is nobody. And, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, what we hope for is that it's nobody and that we use some form, I believe it's Bitcoin, but some form of unassailable um, financial means of of being able to allow the world economies to work together and, and to be able to be independent and work together without having to depend on, you know, British sterling, British pounds as it was before us or, or the U.S. dollar or the Chinese yuan or whatever. Because I think every time you have one of those world reserves, the same thing happens. Same thing happened to Spain. Same thing happened to, to, to Great Britain is they, they blow up. They, they become very wealthy for a while. They, they lose their morality. They, they basically lose their moral authority to lead, and then they lose the world reserve currency status. That's exactly what's going on with us. And, and, you know, and then it gets replaced by somebody else. Well, God willing, maybe it'll be replaced by nobody. That's what I'd like to see. Right. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely hopeful. And, and I think, I, I, I think I take a lot of positives from it. I know not everybody mm -hmm. will. I know there are people who just hate Putin, hate Russia. Fine. That I mean, yeah. I that's to me that's secondary. You have your own opinions on that. I am certainly not a fan of him. I but I still come off with thinking that this is a really smart guy who I don't think he's evil. I, I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's evil. You know, and that's kind of where I come off. You know, I, he does bad things. He does some good things. He cares about his country, which yep. I definitely respect that. But but I think hey. for me the big the big point is this: the media is done. They're done. Yeah. This is it. Done. This, this, yeah. this yeah. is this this is the final nail in the coffin. Yep. And this is where we, we really see the legacy media fade off into the sunset and have and become they're, they're completely irrelevant, completely yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. And I want to put a little I want to put a little challenge out there. There's anybody out there who's watching this still 
that um, considers themselves a black pill and, and, and you know, that, that Putin's a really bad guy and America's even worse and Trump's, whatever it is. And, and, and you firmly believe that Putin is a killer. He's a, you know, whatever. Put in our comments, if you would, links to um, evidence. Of, of that because I, and I, I sincerely will read it. Okay. Because I, I hear the narrative all the time. Putin's not a great guy, Putin. And I tend to believe it too, but Putin's not a great guy. He's, you know, he, he's brutal dictator. He's this and that I've never seen any evidence. Okay. So somebody, if you show me the evidence, I'm going to go and read it. Cause I really, I, I, I would like to take a, a little bit more thorough, you know, stance on on Putin pro or con, mm, sure. and I tend towards the pro. But I admit it may be just because I'm naive and I don't realize the real Putin and the real. You know, I, I watched him last night and and I take him at face value, and I don't realize well. You know, he really he did this to his own people, or he did this to you know Poland, or he did this or whatever. I'd like to see the the the, the dark side. I like to see the dark side of Putin, and I will if you give me some links, I will read them. Perfect. Well, we'll finish with that. Um, we, 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 we almost, we probably should have live streamed this dad. I'm just thinking about this now. We could too, have, too, yeah. Too late now, I guess. But, yeah. um, but anyone who does it, who, who has their own comments, their own thoughts, let us know. And again, it's totally fine if you disagree with us, if you, if you don't yeah. like the whole thing. Okay. If you're black pilled, maybe, um, don't, don't comment too much because you guys drive me a little bit crazy, but we do appreciate you, um, watching this video, especially if you made it this far, please like, share, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. And we'll see, we're going to see what happens. I, I think this will have some positive effects and, and as dad said, we're going to, we're going to see the effects. I'm curious to see what, what people say about it. You know, what, what is, what is the legacy media even going to say about it? I'm actually curious. I mean, are they going to say, you know, that it was this horrible interview and it's bad for the mankind? They probably, but I'll they're be curious. Pretend it didn't they're going to pretend you, it didn't happen. They'll ignore it. Yeah. They probably have to. Cause it's like, well, I mean, you can't take that much negative from it. I mean, right. he didn't say anything that extreme, you know, you, you just right. kind of, yeah, you know as you said, at a very high, high end conversation. Anyway, thank you all for watching until next time. God bless you. God bless.